Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Jersey Educator Podcast. My name is Jeff Bradbury. And my name is Jim Boyce. And thank you so much for checking us out today. Thank you so much for making the Jersey Educator your home for professional development. This is the show where we discuss all things important to the New Jersey Education Association. And today is certainly no exception. Jim, who do we have on our show today? Jeff, we have a a treat here with uh, Gabe Tanglau, a high school economics teacher from the Bergenfield School District with uh, six years under his belt. And he's here to share with us um, dollars and cents. He's here to talk finances and help us all out um, navigating that realm. So I'm really looking forward to the interview. Me too. I know I have a lot of questions that we can talk about as far as finances and how to prepare for our future. But uh, speaking about the future, there's some neat things coming up in our future. Jim, tell us a little bit about the upcoming NJEA events. Sure, uh, Jeff. So we have our last uh, monthly Twitter chat of the year coming up on June 6th. You can follow all the action on Twitter under the hashtag NJEA chat starting at 8 o'clock p.m. The topic this month is from pre-service to the classroom. Uh, What can we offer as association members to support our, our student student members who are making that first leap into the classroom, uh, the types of things we wish we knew way back when. So come on out on Twitter on June 6th and uh, check it out. There's, of course, a lot of great Twitter chats going on. In addition to that, you know that we have the NJED chat that happens on Tuesday night. You know, Jim, I was thinking recently we've been having a lot of weather activities up here in the state of New Jersey, and that gets me thinking about thunder. Aren't you doing something with the Trenton Thunder soon? Yes, Jeff. Uh, I'll put a plug out there for an early career members networking event at the Trenton Thunder. This event is a little different from the others we've done because it's sponsored by two county associations, the Burlington County Education Association and the Mercer County Education Association, joining forces to bring a night at the ballpark uh, to our members. Um, that's free. So come on out and meet your members uh, around those two counties. Of course, if you're if, if you work in those two counties, that this event's for you. And you can learn more on our events page of NJA.org/slash/early-career-members. So, of course, Jim, there's a lot of great networking events happening, such as the Twitter chat, such as the Trenton Thunder. I know you guys just got done doing the Labor Museum. How was that trip to the Labor Labor Museum? Jeff, it was awesome. Uh, really a great day of learning, networking, and we have a an article up on our website about it on the news section of njaorg slash early career members. You know, it is really cool that people from NJEA are running all around the state, getting together and networking. And that reminds me, Jim, you were born to run at one point in time in your life. And that reminds me of Asbury Park and the great things that are happening there. Isn't there an event happening for early career members in June in Asbury Park? Jeff, there is right around the corner on June 16th, um, early career members from the central counties of the state got together and are hosting this event. Um, They're really running the show. Uh, We're going to be in Asbury Park at a place called Porta Pizza Bar and Grill. And uh, members from the the central uh, counties who are organizing this are looking for their peers and colleagues across those counties to come out and join them and and build their support networks. 
Uh, you can learn more, Jeff, on our events page of NJA.org slash early career members. That is so nice that that early career members has a great space for people to get together. And speaking of spaces, did you know, and we're going to transition here into our tech tip, Jim, Google just released a brand new environment where people can come together and create private I don't want to say communities, but what they're calling it is is spaces, Google Spaces. And you can find this over at spaces.google.com. And essentially what spaces are is it's like a community, but instead of having it for everybody, it's only for a select group of people. And I was recently talking to somebody about this because, honestly, I don't understand what it's there for. And somebody explained it as this. Let's say that you and your family want to share things. You want to share documents and photos, and you've got people in your family who are adult age and also middle school age. Now, you don't want to be sharing your family photos on Google communities. That's pretty big. You don't want to be sending email attachments back and forth, and you want to make sure that people who are tech-savvy and not-so-tech-savvy can equally join this group and, and share openly that's Google Spaces. So it's pretty neat. It's pretty new. Um, we're going to be doing some shows on it soon here over on TeacherCast. Check out that stuff over on TeacherCast.net. But Jim, have you uh, tried Google Spaces? Are, are you into Are you into community building, Jim? I am certainly into community building, especially when it comes to our members. Um, so I'm very interested to check out the Google Spaces and see how it applies to me. Very, very cool. We, of course, have some great upcoming educational conferences for anybody looking to learn about, about the Google. Um, on the 25th of May, we have the Garden State Summit featuring Google Apps for Education with a fantastic keynoter. A uh, good friend, Rich Kiker, is going to be doing that. And uh, it, it, is, uh, it is a Wednesday. You do get out of school for a day, which is pretty cool. Um, get a chance to check that out over at Garden State Summit. Um, also, and we mentioned this on our last show, in August, August 2nd, there's the NJAET Summer Tech Splash in Allentown, New Jersey. It is a great venue, great location, and a lot of great people are going to be sitting there presenting. Jim, do you have you seen the education calendar yet? It is a fantastic website done by two local teachers, and all the website does is help you find professional development conferences, whether it be local ones live conferences, online conferences, it has everything. So I want to give a big shout out to Adam and to Danny, the two people that have founded this and put this whole thing together. They are doing some pretty cool things. And speaking about things that you can find online, did you know that this podcast is available on iTunes? Jeff, I did know that. <laughs> you can find this podcast anywhere that podcasts can be found we are on itunes we're on android we're on stitcher we are all over the place check out this jersey educator podcast subscribe to us if you are over there on itunes please leave us a nice review and a five-star rating we have a few already want to say thank you to all of those wonderful educators who have been checking us out and downloading us um we have passed jim i believe our five thousandth download of our show and yeah, yeah, it, yeah, it's, it's yeah. been pretty amazing here in 10 episodes how well we're doing with this stuff. And, of course, we are doing this for our association, and we want to say thank you to everybody out there who's been sharing this, passing it on, listening to it, and being a part of our journey. Absolutely, Jeff. I just can't thank our, our listeners, our members enough for making us a part of your commute, uh, maybe to and from school or just checking us out on a walk 
on the weekend uh, to get some PD and to help yourself out. It's really great. You know, Jim, on the show today, we have Gabe Tanglau, a high school economics teacher from Bergenfield School District. Tell us a little bit about him. Sure, uh, Jeff. I've known Gabe for a couple years now, and um, he's here to uh, share with us uh, some of the things that go on in his classroom, uh, in his economic courses. And then we're going to transition uh, to our our members and their financial uh, concerns. Uh, what's on my mind tonight is student loan debt, and I'd be interested to hear Gabe's thoughts on not only that, but maybe some tips uh, for our ed- educators out there listening in about uh, saving for retirement, family planning, travel, uh, you name it. Um, let, let, let's talk dollars and cents, Jeff. Absolutely. And without further ado, let's bring him on. Gabe, how are you today? Welcome to the program. I'm doing well. Thank you guys for having me. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself from Bergenfield School District. Yep. I'm from Bergenfield School District. I'm in my sixth year of teaching. Uh, my background's actually in political science and social studies, but I've been teaching AP economics, economics, and personal finance for the duration of my career. And um, I do have a background in economics. I, I got my second master's in economics education and entrepreneurship from the University of Delaware, and I graduated last May. So it's been um, it's been a great career so far. And it's such a needy topic these days with the way the economy is, with the way finances are, with the way that, you know, we're hearing all about these these wonderful things happening in Trenton. What advice are you able to give to other uh, association members when it comes to their finances? So, you know, full disclaimer, I'm not a financial advisor, but after teaching it and looking at sort of the fundamentals of what a lot of students need to uh, develop you know, a lot of that has been transferable, not only in my life, but in what I see our members doing in really my generation, you know, the millennial generation, just for some context, we are the generation that has experienced, has lived through the Great Recession, which is the worst depressions, worst recession since the Great Depression. And, you know, being raised in the 90s for me personally, which was an economic boom, uh, you know, we have a mindset where the economy was great. And then we, you know, had this, what we call the American promise. If we go to school, get good grades, you know, go off to college, work hard, get a good job, you know, we'll, we'll have a standard of living that is uh, equivalent to what our parents had. And we, we didn't have that same promise, you know, so, you know, basic fundamental things like understanding how you earn your income for teachers, understanding the salary guides, um, understanding the steps. Um, Also, you know, basics like budgeting, you know, that's something that's so fundamental, but it's it's the core of making sure your financial life is, um, you know, prepared. So, when I, when I frame it for my students, it really comes down to four core concepts. It's understand how you earn it, how you manage it, how you save it, and you have, how you protect it. And those are amazing pillars to work off of. I mean, Jim, here we have a lot of people in the workforce. The majority of them are either coming into the field or getting ready to leave the field. Jim, what 
opportunities do you see the NJEA working with their younger members about their finances? Sure, Jeff. So um, I'd really like to to pick Gabe's brain a little bit about that topic, uh, specifically uh, 403B plans, which are, uh, I believe, only offered uh, for our, our public school employees. Uh, Gabe, um, any thoughts on a, a 403B and how that fits into, um, I guess that would be uh, Save It, the third pillar. Yeah, definitely. So really what you want to do in order to make sure that you're secure in such a volatile economy is diversify. And whatever you can do to do that, to prepare for that is important. So when you're thinking about your long-term savings, there are a few options, you know, in the private sector, it's a 401k in the public sector, it's a 403b. Uh, but you know, the, the fundamental similarity between the two is that these are investments that grow over time with compound interest. And this is an important concept that I share with my students that, you know, is, is something that is important to understand. Uh, the longer that you have your money saved, the more time it will have to grow and the more risk you can take on. Um, is that the direction you wanted to go? Yeah, I Gabe. I guess uh, I'm. I'm. I'm an. Early, let, let's say I'm an. Early, I'm a member early in my career. Um, I've gotten a couple paychecks in. Uh, I'm doing the best I can there, and I'm hearing about four hundred three Bs. Is is there any place I can go to get some help with that? Um, is there anything I I should know before I, I jump into that world? Uh, so as far as 403Bs go and educating yourself with that, it really is a conversation with the financial advisors that offer those particular products. The challenge is to shop between the different options, and it varies per district. Every district offers a different set of 403Bs. For example, in my district, um, AXA and uh, MetLife, and Oppenheimer are the three core um, options that you have. But the, the key, especially for early career members, it's so important to save early and often. And really, if, you know, if I'm being honest, when I first got into the profession and I got that first paycheck, I went out and bought a new TV. And that's ridiculous, right? It's But it's, it's something that just, you know, and, you know, I shouldn't share that story because you should practice what you preach, but that's also a lesson, right? That's, that's a lesson that if I could go back, I would realize that I should have just thought about paying myself first. And that whole concept of paying yourself first, saving early and often really um, is a habit that forms over the time that you are in your career. Really, really good advice there, Gabe. And I, I could tell a similar story. Uh, for me, it was uh, a car. So <laughs> I even <laughs> went, I even went a little, uh, a little farther there back in back in the day. But uh, so, so as as we think about four or three Bs and other options, um, just want to point out, Gabe and Jeff, that on our uh, on our early career member website, uh, njaorg slash members 
we have a resources section. And in that section, you can hover your cursor there and go to saving money. And we have a page uh, about 403Bs, which is some basic information that actually members help me to put together and uh, post up there. So, so uh, Gabe, with that being said about, um, you know, 403Bs, I think we, we jumped ahead a little bit to that third pillar. And I wanted to go back maybe to that first pillar and, and try to do this a little more organized. And, and you mentioned salary guides, um, which those of us out there who are, are advocates for our students, our schools, and our local associations certainly know salary guide is part of the contract that's negotiated uh, with the board um, and, and is there. And, and you, you Gabe, I, I know you are your local association treasurer. So do you want to mention anything else about, about the earn it and, uh, and anything else there that, that wants to come out? So really the, the key there for early career members is to understand how you get paid. As public educators, we are paid differently than somebody in the private sector. And our contracts are collectively bargained. And that's something that, you know, it, to, to us, who may have been in the profession longer, that is something that's just common language. But for somebody coming into the profession that is brand new, you know, that's, that's part of the learning process. But instead of just assuming that, you know, you have no control over your future finances or your earnings, it's important to understand how that process of negotiating a collectively bargained contract works, understanding how the steps work, and understanding how that impacts your earnings over time, um, especially those who are invested for a lifetime, are lifelong educators. This is especially important to them. Absolutely. So um, it sounds like uh, if I'm reading between the lines here, um, the, the best way to do that would be talk to your building representative, talk to your local president, uh, learn about the negotiations process because it is going to have an impact on you and your family and get involved in that. Absolutely. And, and Gabe, I, I, I know you got involved in that uh, early on and, and your local association treasurer now after just uh, six years in. So, so congratulations to you on that. Um, so, so that kind of covers the earn it. Um Moving on to the manage it, um, Gabe, I got to ask you, part of that managing has to be also about juggling that student loan debt that so many of our members have out there. Absolutely. Student loan debt is one of the most troubling issues on a macro level. I mean, if you look at the numbers, we're looking at currently $1.35 trillion of outstanding student loan debt in the United States alone. It's in the trillions. It's exceeded the trillions. And, you know, that's the macro level. But on a personal level, that's a tremendous burden that an entire generation is carrying, you know, and it impacts everything from, you know, buying a home, preparing for your retirement. Um, you know, it's there's a joke about our generation being the boomerang generation where we went out to the world and we came back and moved back home. And, you know, in some ways that's funny, but in other ways, that's, you know, a reality that our generation has to face and deal with. 
but um, student loan debt is one of the most pressing issues of our time if we're talking about the economy. Um, Absolutely. So, so, so Gabe, for our listeners out there, any, any tips, any advice, maybe something that's worked for you, um, any, anything you'd like to share? Absolutely. If most of your debt is in federal student loans, whether it's subsidized or unsubsidized, as public educators, we are part of, or we have access to what's called the Public Service Loan Forgiveness Program. And that is exclusive to public employees, where if you make 120 monthly payments, so over 10 years, uh, while working full-time for a qualified employer, you have the remainder of your debt forgiven. And that's a major tip. And that's something that, for me, it took time to understand as well. But hopefully, you know, that's that's something that, you know, people are aware of. Um, it's something especially for public educators to be aware of. And, you know, there's a little nuance to that, which is if you are planning to have take advantage of the public service loan forgiveness, you have to make your payments either as a standard repayment or income based repayment. And that's, that's a little nuanced, but uh, the basic idea is, you know, those are your options if you want to take advantage of that loan forgiveness. Uh, so that's just one tip. Interesting, Gabe. Interesting. Um, yeah, you're right. The nuance to it uh, carries a lot of weight. And uh, to our listeners out there, if you're looking for some more information on uh, managing that student loan debt, on our website, uh, njaorg members under the resources tab and saving money, we we have a page called "Getting Out of Student Loan Debt" with some tips there and some advice. So so feel free to check that out. Um, Gabe, as we move through your pillars, we're back to save it, and uh, we did talk about four or three Bs. Um, this may though be an opportunity for us to switch gears to the pension, the pension and. Gabe, I got to tell you, I hear from uh, some early career members that I meet that, uh, you know, they, they, they ask a lot of questions. How is a pension better than an IRA account? And I, I spend some time trying to go into that. And I'm like you, I'm not a financial advisor. Um, you know, if an early career member was to ask you that question, how, how would you uh, respond? It really comes down to security or it used to come down to the security. Um, the idea that pensions are guaranteed is, you know, a peace of mind when it comes to preparing, like I said, that diverse long-term savings, that nest egg, you want to be able to balance, you know, your security with some level of risk. Because when you take on risk with a 403B or a mutual fund or stocks or bonds, you are able to grow your money faster, but you want to diversify that with some level of security. For pensions in particular, that was almost like a guaranteed source of income, which is something that we as teachers go into the profession with a, an agreement or an understanding that, look, we're not going, we understand that our salaries are going to be generally lower than our private sector counterparts, right? But the trade-off for that is that 
we get a pension, we have some peace of mind, we have benefits that, you know, are going to be there for us. And, you know, that conversation has changed as of late. And I know that it's been a long standing battle, but, you know, that that particular issue is heated up recently. And although I'm a, an early career member, one thing to understand from a mid-career member's perspective is that, you know, they, they came into this profession with that guarantee, with that peace of mind uh, that is now we're, we're holding people accountable to make sure that that follows through. So um, the short answer is security. It's different from somewhere where you take risk for growth. Right. So the IRA does not have that same guarantee weights that the pension does. And Gabe, I, I think you alluded to the constitutional amendment that um, NJA and other public employee unions are preparing for and really going to ramp up over the summer uh, so that the state um, has a, a, a guarantee to us that they will fund our pensions quarterly. Um, so if you're not up on that um, side of this, um, being an advocate for yourself and standing up for your, your pension, um, I'd encourage you to go to votenjpension.org uh, to study up on, on that piece of it. And uh, Gabe, this has been a, a great conversation and uh, just a lot of things to think about. We're not really taking too deep of a dive here, but we're certainly... Um, I feel like we're swimming along with the current, and as we've done so, we've reached your fourth pillar, uh, protect it. So, um, you know, I'm a member, and, you know, I understand. I've, I've taken some time to dive into my contract and my salary guide, and I've talked to my local president about that, and I, I've taken your advice and, and done some nuanced uh, things with my student loan debts, and um got a 403b going and i understand how important my pension is so um, i'm balancing all these things um on my financial docket and um how do we protect it when it comes to protecting your money it's it's so important to have fundamental peace of mind which is health insurance dental insurance life insurance it's in the event that something happens and you know i'm not doing a pitch for insurance companies by any means but when it comes to peace of mind when it comes to protecting your family your health and making sure you stay out of debt essentially um you know that's that's just one of those basic basic pieces of the puzzle that you really need to include into your finances something you you have to budget for something you have to plan for um, and, you know, quick story, and I'm not sure if this is something that we would include into the conversation, but, you know, recently one of my close friends chipped her tooth on a plantain chip while we were out having some Cuban food, random, right? Broke her tooth. It's a back molar, luckily, it's not a front tooth, but she apparently does not have dental insurance. And you know, she's gone through this whole process of finding out what it would take to get that dental insurance and going to a dentist to get a consultation. And this free consultation was great because it told her what it would cost. And 
she found out that for this one chip tooth, it would cost her anywhere between $3,000 and $6,000 to fix that one chip tooth. Now, mind you, this all came from eating a plantain chip, right? So the whole idea that you don't know what'll happen. And that's obviously a kind of a fun story, but there are events in people's lives that go far beyond that. And uh, protecting your money is, is one of the four. It's, that's why it's a core fourth pillar. I, I hear you loud and clear on that one, Gabe. Um, I am someone who who likes the peace of mind that insurance brings. So, um, you know, I, along with you, would encourage our members to look into that. And if you're you're shopping around plans and policies, um, NJA has uh, member benefit partners out there who are, um, are friendly to our members and are looking out for our best interests and saving us money. And you can learn more about those on our on our website. Um, you go to NJA.org, just do a search for member benefits, and then do a search for uh, insurance and uh, check it all out and take take your time. And, and as you said earlier, Gabe, shop it around. So, uh, Gabe, this has been quite a conversation here. Uh, like I said earlier, not, not too deep of a dive, but we certainly definitely touched on the basics, I think. And Gabe, if, if our listeners have any questions, uh, is there a way that they can contact you, maybe on Twitter or by email? Absolutely. Uh, my email is gtanglau, that's G, T is in Tom, A, N is in Nancy, G-L-A-O, at Gmail. Great, great. So anyone out there, if you want to talk to Gabe and continue the conversation, feel free to hit him up. And uh, Gabe, I'm I'm going to give you the final thought here. Um, and Gabe, why don't we switch topics just momentarily? Because I know that you were involved in something recently called the North Movement. <laughs> and I was wondering if you just wanted to take a couple minutes to put a plug out there for that. Absolutely. Um, so myself and a group of members... Uh, ranging from rank and file to local leaders, came together and just had conversations around a table about the challenges of engaging early career members. And that conversation led to some actions. And we, we talked about is to engage members face-to-face in a relaxed, fun environment and we started to plan out some events throughout the northern region of New Jersey. And this past May, we, we put together a series of happy hours that revolved around blowing off steam after park testing that allowed over 100 early career members to come out and um, just blow off some steam, connect with some other members who were like-minded, who were in their early career, and just connect and build relationships. And really that's the core of what it means to be in a union. And hopefully these, these conversations and these opportunities to connect will build that solidarity that we need for the future generations of those who will lead our association and our profession. So that's uh, the, the North movement in a nutshell. 
Great, Gabe. And I had an opportunity to go to those events and and meet some members I wouldn't normally uh, meet, and they were just fantastic. And anyone out there listening who wants more information, uh, check out our website, njea.org slash early career members. Hover your cursor over join our network, and uh, then scroll down to Team North, and you can read all about the efforts there and find future events on our event page. And uh, Gabe, um, on behalf of Jeff uh, and everyone here at the Jersey Educator, thank thank you so much for coming on and just sharing your expertise with our members and um, helping us navigate our lives financially a little better. Thank you. You know, Jim, I certainly learned an awful lot about finances and and where I can better prepare myself and my family moving forward with everything. Um, Jim, what did you pick up out of that interview? That was really, really good. Who that was a uh, that was an epic interview, and and uh, my first thought is we I think we have Gabe back on the show in the near future to do a part. There's I, so many other things we could have jumped into life insurance and uh oh gosh i think we All need to have I, I just think we need to have gave back on with a few other association members i think we just need to I, I, I what i hear you saying jim is gabe needs his own podcast i understand <laughs> so jim you know just, just in wrapping up um number one if you are out there listening and you would like to get in contact with the show or get in contact with Gabe or, again, perhaps be on a show with Gabe to ask some questions of us, uh, Jim, where can we get a hold of the show and, uh, and, and contact us? Well, our show lives at njea.org slash podcast, and our email is podcast at njea.org absolutely and don't forget to check us out over on itunes you can do a search for the jersey educator podcast this is episode number 10 lucky 10 and uh check us all out we are available on itunes we are available on android we're available on stitcher anywhere you have podcasts we are there and we are available of course you can check out all the great stuff that i'm doing over on the TeacherCast educational broadcasting network by visiting us over at teachercast.net or finding us online on twitter at teacher cast jim where can we find you and all the great stuff that you're doing on your social channels oh jeff my uh twitter is my high school nickname that's uh voice in the hood that's always stuck with me and uh find me on facebook too pretty cool on behalf of everybody here at the jersey educator podcast keep up the great work in your classrooms and continue sharing your passions with your students 